Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Josh Farber's book analysis. Today I'm reviewing Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. The book was published in 2006 and is a historical fiction novel. Half of a Yellow Sun is narrated in the third person, alternating between a focus on the internal and external experiences of three characters, Ugu, Olana, and Richard. Each of these characters has a different identity and a different struggle, allowing Chimamanda to illuminate the various ways independence and the Biafran War affected different types of people. The book is based in the 1960s and is about the Nigerian Biafran Civil War. Important characters include Ugu, who was a servant boy when we first meet him, the sisters Olana and Kainene, who come from wealth but both live very different lives until the war makes them cross paths again, Richard, the failed writer and husband of Kainene, and finally Odenigbo, who is a rich, educated revolutionary who is also married to Olana. Now I'm going to talk about some quotes that I found important. The first quote is, There are some things that are so unforgivable that they make other things easily forgivable. Kainene explains the change of heart, allowing her to forgive Olana for sleeping with Richard after she witnesses a young woman's death. Olana's betrayal seems trivial by comparison. The horrors of war soften Kainene's unforgiving nature and lead to an unprecedented closeness between the sisters. Olana's betrayal was that she slept with Kainene's husband Richard after learning that Odenigbo, her husband, had cheated on her with a maid. This is an excellent quote to solidify the two of the larger themes in the novel, which are family and war. Kainene realizes that family is the most important thing in life to her. It is a large character development for Kainene and is an important part of the book. Another great passage is, He was not living his life, life was living him. The narrator expresses Ugu's loss of personal agency following his conscription into the Biafran military. Ugu feels alienated from the intellectual, educated identity he was developing living with Odenigbo's family. His feeling of lack of control leads to his drunken participation in the gang rape of a barmaid, something he neither wanted nor intended to do. Afterward, he's tortured by shame and guilt. Ugu is a very complex character. At first, he seems very simple to understand. He is kind, hardworking, and loyal. But as he gets older and has some traumatizing experiences, he makes some choices that I believe he will regret for the rest of his life. The theme of war is one of the larger ones in the novel. Throughout the book, we see how everyone changes as the war progresses. Ugu goes from being a house servant for Odenigbo to being a soldier for Biafra in the Nigerian Civil War. When we first are introduced to Kainene, she seems very cold and self-centered, but during the war we see her working in refugee camps, helping people and uniting people. Odenigbo goes from acting childish to having a family that he cares about. He gains responsibilities that he never thought he, he would have. The critical lens I think is most appropriate for this book is the psychoanalytic theory. We will, go in, we will go over some examples of the id, the ego, and the superego, wherever they occur. Let's start with the id, the most basic part of the personality. It represents our most animalistic urges, like the desire for food and sex. 
War strips people down to just that, their animalistic selves. Now that doesn't just mean that it can happen if you're a soldier. After all, civilians were a large portion of the casualties in this novel. The best way to think of the id, ego, and superego is when you're watching a cartoon and the character is going through an inner conflict. The mi- in the middle of the screen is them, the ego, the sense of self. On each of their shoulders would be the id and the superego. The id would be under the physical appearance of the devil, who would usually try to convince the character to give in to their lesser desires. On the other shoulder would be the superego, taking on the appearance of an angel of sorts, trying to convince our character to do the right thing. Also, as a funny side note, they often sound like chipmunks. So where do we see the id? Let's begin with the most obvious example, the gang rape of the barmaid. When Ubu and the soldiers he fights with in the Biafran Civil War get drunk, the inner beast comes out of all of them. They each rape without thinking about how it will affect the future, not only for them, but for the poor girl. In the case of Ugu, we see that he hates himself for doing it, and will probably hate himself until his death because of it. Some other cases of the id, which in my opinion are also quite obvious, would be the unfaithfulness of Onigbo, Olana, and Richard. They each cheat on their partners without thinking about how it might put a strain on their relationships, or even how it might affect others. I believe the best example would be when Alana cheats on Odenigbo to get back at him for cheating on her. She cheats with her sister's husband, Richard. This is one act of instant gratification that puts a large strain on Alana's relationship with her sister, which was already not a very strong relationship. Her s- and it also puts a large strain on, on Kainene's relationship with her husband. In the end, everyone feels very bad about the incident, especially Olana and Richard, who regret their actions until the end of the novel, even after they have been forgiven by both of their loved ones, Odin Igbo and Kainene. Both of these cases are where the idiot took control of the ego. The superego is represented by the immense regret that each of our characters feel for the duration of their story. I would recommend this book to anyone who is interested in war. It's a great book that captures the civilian side of the war, which in my opinion is just as interesting as on the battlefield. It's also quite well written, so you come to almost enjoy the company of some of the characters in the book. I would recommend this book to someone who is looking for a book about war, but not someone who is looking for a book about romance. It is not a very good love story. There are a few things that I would change about the book. For one thing, it's a little long considering just the story's length. I was not a huge fan of the ending since Kainene disappears without the reader knowing what happened to her. I can see the argument that this just connects the reader with the characters who don't know what happened to her either, but I would rather know what happened just because I feel like that's more important for the reader. On the other hand, I did enjoy the story, even though I didn't like most of the characters. Plus, as I said before, I did like how the book was written. 
If I had to rate this book out of five, I would give it three and a half stars just because I've enjoyed books like, um, like this one, but I enjoyed them more for their characters. Thank you for listening.